From deep in an unmarked vault in the Capital Wastelands, it's James Robertson and Michael Lucas Smith on games. Okay, so since you haven't played those ones, let's move on to something you have played. We'll start with, we'll do a little bit of Civ 4 and then we'll talk about Civ 5. So let's get a bit of Civ uh, going here. What would be a nice piece of, it's just jump strategy in Okay, so Civilization 4 and 5. Right, now I've obviously, I've played Civ 4. Actually, funny thing is, I've been playing more, I've uh, been playing Civ Revolutions on my, uh, on my Xbox recently. Really? Okay, well... It's uh, actually, it's a lot like, the, the funny thing is, it kind of takes me back in a way, because it plays a, an awful lot like the original Civilization on the PC. Civ 2 or Civ 1? Civ 1. I don't know how you could say that. Civ 1 was barely playable. Civ 2 is the real litmus test. Okay, so it plays a lot like Civ 1 in the sense that it's at that level of complexity. You know, Civ 1 was very uncomplex. Hmm, okay. Yeah, Civ 2 did ramp it up. Civ 3 more so, and Civ 4 the most. Um, Civ 4, if you're not paying attention for a second for the time, you've lost. Civ 4 is one of those games where... I hadn't played Civilization in so long. I, had, I never played Civ 3 because it, it didn't look great and I didn't have the PC for it and I just wasn't interested. I was actually playing Free Civ around that time, uh, not, Civ, not Civ 3. Civ 2 was the first Civ that I really played. Civ 1 never really caught my interest. So Civ 4 was re-entering the field. Like It was a big step up from Free Civ and Civ 3. Big. I mean, it's in 3D, um, great music, all kinds of new game mechanics. It really upped the ante, you know. And I, I remember at the time talking to people in the free sim community saying, "Hey guys, is anybody trying to to compete here? You know, is free sim gonna achieve this?" And you know, the community was sort of lackluster of, "Well, well, we're barely struggling to do Civ three type stuff. We're not going to try Civ four. So Civ four was a big jump ahead from the free alternatives. So I bought it, uh, and it crashed. <laughs> So I got the first update, which came within like a day, and it crashed. And then I found a post on a website saying, this is how you unzip the record files and disable the movies, and then it doesn't crash anymore. So I did that, and that worked, uh, which then I had to undo when the next update came out, uh, and it finally didn't crash. Civ 4 came out the door buggy as hell. However, it's actually pretty typical for Civ, though. I played, I, mm. I had Civ two and three. I didn't play them a whole hell of a lot, but I played them. And Civ is always released about a month early. Well, I, we'll get to Civ five, but Civ four, um, great game. The religious aspect, aspect, uh, the way culture worked better than in Civ three. Um, I really enjoyed it. The music was great. You had music per era. Um, I got a lot of enjoyment out of that game. I still play it from time to time with friends. Um, eventually, I started putting together multiplayer games with you, James. And then I started getting involved on the Polycast, the podcast, community podcast right. for Civilization. Which I've been on periodically, but I think you've been on much more often than I have. Yep. Uh, got to know some of the hosts of the show. And long story short, now a lot of us regularly play Civilization on Saturday. And one of the people that eventually ended up playing with this beats the game on Deity. 
and regularly beats it on on Immortal. And I learnt enough from him that I beat the game with Deity. Ever since, single-player Civilization 4 was pretty much boring. Civilization multiplayer, also too easy, but it's communal, it's, it's, it's with friends, it's fun. So Civilization 5, I was starting to get sick of Civ 4, um, I had my hopes up. I was warned that I shouldn't. <laughs> so yeah, did you? I don't know if the polycast that I recorded recently where there was a discussion about stuff in Civ 5, which I only obliquely took part in because obviously I don't have the game, but there, there were some pretty strong opinions about Civ 5 on that podcast. Yeah, let me just talk about the game implementation before we talk about any of the gameplay itself. Um, Civilization 4 crashed usually because it ran out of graphical resources. The graphics engine sucked uh, really bad. They, the graphics in Civ 5 is fantastic. It looks so good. Uh, it's beautiful. The music, beautiful. But when I can move my units around and press end turn, and then the time between turns where the computer's doing its calculations is three or four times longer than how long I took to do my moves, you have failed. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, that's bad. It's, it's incredibly bad. The, the, the game time is intolerable. Uh, and it's not time to play the game. It's time waiting for the game to let you play. And I'm, I'm fine playing a six-hour game of Civ if that six hours is me making decisions. But uh, right now, four hours of that six hours would be the computer making its moves. Oh, jeez. Okay, uh, so that's, that sounds like it's more or less unplayable. Yeah, it's, it's unplayable. The multiplayer is bugged to hell, so that's unplayable too. Um, you know, you, you can't, if you're going to play multiplayer, you have to play it on a tiny map, anything bigger. And the, the time between turns is exemplified. It, it just goes up and up and up. <sighs> Very disappointing um, imp- implementation. Okay, so gameplay. I'd just like to point out that Civilization V is on hexagons, one unit per tile. It's essentially a, a real strategy game now. And one of the hallmarks of any real strategy game is that you should be able to look at the board and understand everything that's going on. And yep. therefore, failure is your option. <laughs> and that's really key in strategy games, is if you're going to fail, it should be your fault or the guy next, across from you outwitted you. That's, that's the way strategy games are. But this game is riddled with unknowns. There are, there are unknowns in how the AI is going to behave. You know, if the AI feels something, decides something, there should be indications of it. You know, if the AI doesn't like you, it should be putting its military up against your border. Just like when you don't like the AI, you do it to him. Uh, if the AI likes you, it really should communicate that to you as well. So you only get negative feedback, and usually it's too late to, to really understand. And um, so from that respect, the AI is just as bad, maybe even a little bit worse than in Civ Um But in terms of being a board game, even combat is screwed up. Like, if you, if you say, my unit's going to attack that unit, it gives you a nice representation of what the odds are. No, no, sorry, not the odds. It's very specific. It says, this is how much health you're going to lose. This is how much health they're going to lose. This is a decisive victory. But then a random number generator is thrown in when you actually do the battle... <laughs> Uh, and and sometimes you die, or sometimes you fail where you should have succeeded, or sometimes they get away when they should have died. <coughs> Excuse me, died. And it makes no sense. You've already told me what's going to happen. 
I therefore am making a strategic decision to make that attack. There is no risk involved. I don't, I, I shouldn't be any risk involved because I know what's going to happen. The risk is in my strategy, not in this random number generator. So that is just miserable. Uh, well, you know, it sounds like in terms of the AI, it sounds like they haven't progressed much since when they put Sibrev out. You know, I, I played that a bit on my console now. And there have been numerous times where I've had gotten up to the tech to the tech level of riflemen and tanks. And some neighboring AI is still lumbering along with knights and catapults. And I've had the AI just stay at war with me for turns and turns and turns when I'm just slaughtering his army, not even attacking him, just just letting him wash up against my tank. That has definitely changed in Civ Five. It seems to value the outcome of battles great deal more. If you go to war and you you can settle it with a city. Like if you take a city and it was the fairly decisive victory, they'll 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 deal with you. I, I had this one game where I had an ally overseas. The whole game he was my ally. I was trading with him, getting resources that kept my civilization happy. We were plotting against other people. And, and up right at the end of the game, he was the last AI left, and we were both superpowers. Rightfully, he wants to win the game, and so do I. But he shouldn't be willing to make a costly mistake of refusing me the resources that keep my people happy. So this made the game quite interesting for me, because... This could not happen in Civilization 4, where uh, an AI who gives me resources I need to keep my people happy won't trade them to me anymore. Um, I had no choice. You know, I could either stay unhappy for the rest of the game and lose, uh, or go to war with him. So I went to war with him, and um, and he was definitely willing to deal very quickly when I kicked his ass. And the very first thing that was on the table were the resources I needed. Right. So whether or not that was just, here, I'll give you everything I can, or whether it was, I know you went to war with me because I, you need these resources, I don't know. I suspect it's the first option, which is just give me everything. Give me but everything you can. it ended up can. seeming like the right thing. Yeah, so that was nice. Um, the point is, I didn't have to conquer him to get what I wanted. And Civilization right, and Civ 4... In Civ 4, yeah. and, and, it's, and in earlier Civs, enemies become implacable. You know, you can be... Yep. You can you can have I, I've had games that happens in Civ Five too. Where I've had where I've had nukes, and the other side has had catapults and knights, and they still won't give up. Yeah, so Civilization Five definitely has these uh, hidden hidden decisions, hidden variables of you know, okay, you're my worst enemy, therefore I'm not going to care about anybody else. I just hate you. Uh, and you know, so if A attacks B, and then C attacks A. B is the worst enemy of A, so A doesn't even conceive of ending the war to fight C. <laughs> you know, there are, there are kinds of things like that. So, yeah. Civilization V, um, if, you, if you ignore the technical problems, the game as a, as a strategy game, you know, and it's turn-based. It's, it's meant to be a thinking man's game. It's meant to give you time to decide and compose and, and, and really do what you want to do. Um, it... it it's almost like they didn't hire anybody from Germany who makes board games. <laughs> it's like hire the guys who makes any any board game. And you have to you wonder would... then how much turnover they had between Civ Four and Civ Five. Yeah, I mean it's just, it's just like you know you should have been able to map out the entire gameplay of Civilization Five with cardboard and cutout pieces and and hexagon shaped pieces from Settlers of Catan. And, and right. figured out all the game rules long before you wrote any code. And it's clear they did not do that because the game is unbalanced. The, um, 
after you get past the first era of technologies, building buildings is impossible. You're talking about 200 turns to build a building, even in your capital. (laughs) That's just... But it gets worse. Even if you do build it, now it costs too much to actually own it. So if you had like 10 cities and you put the buildings in all those cities to boost happiness, your economy drops down to zip because so it of sounds maintenance. like they didn't do playtesting on this is what it amounts to. Well, you know, you say that they released the game a month early. I'm thinking more like years um, <laughs> because okay. what they have working is the engine. Well, except for the, the AI part. Um, you mean the, but the graphics? Engine. Graphics and sound. Brilliant. Just fantastic. Game rules? Wrong. AI? Wrong. The stuff that you know makes a game. So imagine, if you will, that they hadn't really focused on the AI at all. Uh, and they'd focused on multiplayer. It wouldn't have mattered so much that the AI sucked if multiplayer was good. Was good because yeah, you would because be, then you'd just be playing against other people. You could have the their equivalent of Battle.net, and it wouldn't matter. Right. Uh, and as somebody on the call the other day said, "Why not just hire a sweatshop in China to pretend they're the AI and play as people?" <laughs> um, and you know what? That might actually damn work. <laughs> Honestly, that could actually damn well work. <laughs> um, you get all the guys who do mining of gold in World of Warcraft. Exactly. Just pay this. pay them to play. As anonymously, so you think you're playing an AI, but you're actually playing some guy in China. But <laughs> anyway, um, the AI, the, the multiplayer is broken as well. Uh, the echo, when it goes out of sync in Civilization 4, you would have to manually reconnect. In Civilization 4, if it goes out of sync, they helpfully made it so it automatically restarts the thing from the last move that wasn't out of sync. Let me rewind a second. The game goes out of sync. <laughs> Why does the game go out of sync? Who made this crap? Honestly. I mean, I, 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 I'd get fired for writing code like that. And, and I've heard other people, on a, somebody on the forum said the same thing. It's like, if I, if, I got, if I wrote code like I've seen this game, uh, I would be fired. And he got flamed. But he's right. This is, this is ridiculous. The, the fact that they took people's money for this. Well, you know what it sounds like to me? It sounds like some suit in corporate management mandated a release date like a year ago. And I'd be willing to bet there were people down at the, in the trenches who were feeding the information back, at least I don't know how far up it got, but I bet they were feeding information back saying, not ready, not ready, not ready. And people at the top said, nope, it's ready. We said we we're going to ship on this date, and by God, we're going to ship on this date. Yeah, maybe. and there are, there are a lot of good things to Civilization V. Uh, built-in, mod, built-in mods browser and downloader and installer and stuff like that. Um, the 3D animations, fantastic. Like I said, the graphics is great. The tech tree is interesting, um, but the game balances are so off. Like you make so much money that a diplomatic victory, if there are no human players except yourself in the game, is guaranteed. Because <laughs> you make you make so much money just by putting trading posts everywhere that you can buy every single um, city state, and they and you get all of their votes, and you just build the UN and you win. Technology. Research comes from population, so you just get enough cities. Of course, you can afford it because you don't build buildings anywhere because they cost too much. Um, so you take all this land. Your tech comes so fast you can't use it. In it fact, it really sounds like they didn't play test this. Well, it gets it gets what right. The, in the later game, there is no way to build an infantry. You buy it. You've got so much money, you buy your military. That's the only way you get anything. If you really want a building, you buy it. If you want a unit, you buy it. And even in the mid-game, you know, I was building long swordsmen, 
and I uh, for a while, and it's like, okay, well, I've got money now. I'll stop building them. I'll just buy them. Um, and and that's so basically the build mechanics and in are Sip, broken. And in Sip four, you generally speaking run out of money if you try that. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's, it's great an thing. having money. It's an emergency thing to buy a unit when you're about to lose a city, and you figure if I can only just buy one unit, maybe I can save the situation. Yeah, I mean it. it, it, it Buy rushing is just that. It's it's meant to cost you more to achieve what you could have done building it, but you can't build anything in this game. And I'm waiting for somebody in a forum to say, oh, here's the secret to getting building done. <laughs> but there isn't any. So you can tech fast. Uh, if you focus it, you can research your civics fast. That is actually nice that you have to prioritize between those sorts of things. Uh, and you can get lots of money real quick. You can build your civilization's population up to get more tech. Um, but... Building buildings, building units, pff, busted. AI busted, uh, networking busted, and uh, so yeah, the the game rules. Like I said, you just sit down and play it on in, on paper, and um, and you would have known exactly what all the numbers of things should have been. Yeah, I, I'd be willing to bet that somewhere there's a management suit guy who just decided on a ship date. And come hell or high water, no matter how ready they were, they were going to hit that ship date. Okay, let's do um, two more games, and then we're done. Let's wrap this up with two more games. First game, um, is, what are you playing right now? And then I'll do mine. Right now, I'm playing two games. Well, I just finished playing Red Dead Redemption. I, I might go back and try the multiplayer. I might play some of the more. I might down get some of the DLC, but I just finished Red Dead Redemption. And that's pretty cool. I mean, I haven't played Grand Theft Auto. I've been told it's Grand Theft Auto on a horse. But I mean, it was, it's it's a cool. It was a cool game. It's not as good as Fallout. It's not as good as Mass Effect. It's not as good as Dragon Age. But you know, I I just finished playing that. It's okay. I've been playing some Civ Rev because it's it's civilization that you can finish in two hours instead of twelve. Mm-hmm. Um. Then other than that, I'm waiting for new games to come out. I'm definitely waiting for New Vegas. So, right now, uh, Left for Dead Two. Uh, new DLC, the sacrifice, which is which is nice. Another extra three levels plus the no mercy from Left 4 Dead one. Oh, I, I should mention I'm waiting for the next the next and as it turns out last DLC in Alan Wake. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And the game that I'm spending the most time in, um, actually two games I'm spending the most time in, StarCraft Two. Um, but usually not playing ladder, but playing the custom maps. They're fun. And uh, Minecraft. My God. Minecraft. Yeah, you, you keep telling me I need to play that. I haven't gotten it yet. <laughs> this game, I played Legos with my dad and my sister growing up and loved it. And this is the equivalent of that, <laughs> but with okay. monsters. And you start off, you're marooned in an island in the middle of nowhere in this world full of, of uh, cubes. And uh, you chop down some trees, build yourself a workbench, build yourself an axe, chop down some more trees. Build yourself a pickaxe, mine out some stone, uh, build yourself your first house, nightfall comes, and the monsters come out. And you, when you start the game, you can't really defend yourself against these monsters at all. So you've got to hide. And then as the game progresses, you know, you mine out some coal, you, you, use some, you take the wood, turn it into planks, cut the planks up into sticks, put the sticks with the coal, and you get torches. So now you can light areas up. You can make fences, you can make doors, you can um, 
You can find iron, smelt that down to get iron. You can find gold, smelt that down to get the gold. Find diamond, you know. So you can make diamond pickaxe, which lasts longer than an iron, which lasts longer than a stone, which lasts longer than a wood. And so it's a so mix. Basically, it's a builder game. Yeah, except with an actual fighting the zombies component to it as well. Well, not they're not really zombies. There's there's spiders, zombies, um, creepers, and on the thirty first there'll be more monsters that apparently will actually be hard. Um, single player, it feels very isolated. You you feel, you definitely get that feeling of I'm alone in the world and what I create is a legacy to myself. So. I just finished building a giant farm and lit the whole thing up and for the first time in the entire time I played the game, I can go outside at night and no monsters come out. They're outside. I can see them outside my two-story fence, but they can't get in. <laughs> they spawn outside, they see my lights, they wander up, but they can't get in. So that's like that's an accomplishment and it's, and it's my accomplishment. So that's, that's really neat. Multiplayer right now, the survival multiplayer, the monsters don't do anything. So there's no risk. So it's just a builder game. And that sucks. But the rumor is that the 31st, that'll be fixed. So the survival multiplayer really is survival multiplayer. Didn't you run into a problem in multiplayer? <laughs> Recently I ran into a problem in multiplayer. I was on a, um, a public server that is a, supposedly a role-playing server. There wasn't really much role playing there, uh, and I built myself a nice place down on the beach, and I mined down, found this giant cavern filled with lava, and somebody had glassed over all the lava. It was amazing. It was huge, and I was exploring with this other guy, uh, and we were we were both astounded. And we we're trying to figure out who built it. We couldn't figure it out, and so we said, "Okay, let's get out of here." I started mining up, hit the ocean, and flooded the place. Now, in in Minecraft too, the multiplayer where people are being creative, there's this big problem of what they call griefing, which is the bully at the, at the beach jumping on your sandcastle. People right. would come in, deliberately destroy your place, and that's griefing. So they get kicked. In this case, the guy I was with goes, you just griefed this place. And, and it was kind of lol for us because we were looking at it going, wow, that just happened. We just, got, we just hit the ocean and almost died. You know, uh, Except in the multiplayer, you can't die because that's broken. But... Um, but he said that globally, and before I even really had a chance to say, yeah, it was an accident, or wow, how do we fix it, uh, a moderator of the game showed up and banned me. <laughs> so, when the multiplayer is fixed, I'll be running my own multiplayer server to play with my friends. So that we're fighting the monsters together, we're building stuff together, we're pulling our resources, and, and that, that is really fun. I mean, that's what you do in Left 4 Dead 2, is four players against all these zombies left in the city. This is sort of four, you know, multiple players building a community together and, and sharing resources and fighting off the monsters. And it'll be a lot of fun, especially if they fix all those bugs. So that's what I've been playing lately, and I'm looking forward to the update of that. Um, but New Vegas comes first. Yep, that's pretty much where I'm at, waiting for New Vegas. New Vegas all the way. There are tons more games to talk about, so come back to the vault soon and see what we have to say about them. If you have feedback, please send it to jarober at gmail.com.